Welcome, Welcome to, to the podcast. <laughs> Nicely done. Welcome to another episode of Judgy Two Shoes. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Hofsletter. And I'm Savannah. And that was a hell of a prank. Uh, good way to start. We have very little to update you on since the last one, since we just recorded the last one, and now we're recording this one. But what we do have is theme music. This is the part. Do we have theme music? Can we play the theme music while theme I do this? Theme music. Theme music. Theme okay. Did you find it? I didn't really do much since the last one. Me neither. I guess I was touring. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. We're going to kick this one off with The Great Babate. The Great Babate. Okay. So The Great Babate was inspired by someone this time. On our Facebook group, Robin Denise asked a question about wings, uh, about chicken wings and boneless versus bone in. And we both agree on that one. It's, yeah. Yeah. A, a boneless chicken wing is a chicken nugget. Yeah. Which can be good. It has its place. Yes. But it is not a chicken wing. No. If you're craving wings, that's not what you're going for. Yeah. Absolutely. The idea of boneless wings. You mean chicken nuggets and wing sauce. I actually have a very funny story about this. Ooh. So I used to work at TGI Fridays mm -hmm. and we used to have these endless appetizer plates and there was like 10 different appetizers you could choose from and you could pick one for $10 and it would just be endless. However much you wanted of that one appetizer. Yeah. And then later they came out with, um, you can switch them up for $12 a person. Endless. So uh, boneless wings was one of the appetizers you could choose. Yeah. And a customer legitimately came up to me and was like, what are these? And I was like, oh, that's our boneless uh, wings appetizer. And he goes, these are, these are chicken nuggets. And I was like, yeah, boneless wings are basically just a chicken nugget. In the shape of a in wing In the shape sometimes. of a wing sometimes, yeah. He got very mad and said that's not what boneless wings are. And could not comprehend that a boneless wing is basically just a chicken strip. Did he think a boneless wing was like a wing that was deboned somehow? I think so. Because you can like take wings out of like a well-cooked chicken wings. Um, but not at TGI Fridays kind of, for one. Yeah, and it also just kind of flops everywhere. It's not yeah. in the same shape. It's not, no. But yeah, uh, a customer at TGI Fridays got very mad about our boneless wings being chicken nuggets, basically. I picture that same person asking what kind of meat you use for the meatless burger. Uh, that is a person also, like if they're upset that those aren't authentic chicken wings, then they're going to be very upset by most of the rest of the menu. Yes. But that is not what the debate is about. No, the grape debate is, is about what type of chicken wings you prefer, drums or flats. Mm -hmm. I am a drums guy. I'm a flats girl. So I'm a drums guy for a very simple reason. They are easier to eat and you can finish them quicker. Okay. You can have way more meat on them. You're not like I can get all the meat off a of flat if I look like a caveman. Do you think I look like a cavewoman when I eat them? No, there's always a little bit left. I'm saying like you can, I can get like every last morsel off if you really like take it apart and. Yeah. So to me, the tiny bit of meat left on a flat when I don't take it apart is yeah. not worth me taking it apart. Now, like well-made wings, those bones come apart pretty easily. That's true. And so like that's, that's one thing. But I think the, the meat quality is better. Oh, interesting. It's like the skin is cooked more evenly because on a, on a drum, I feel like you get more of the crispy side, which I like, but you also get a lot more of like the, uh, what, like gristle and like tendon and stuff on the drums. And I don't yeah. like that. I would prefer just the straight chicken. I also, with a good wing, I also like the drum because there will be a meatier bite. Like that edge of the drum has a bunch of meat on it. Whereas like with the flat, I feel like you have like little pieces of meat here and there. I guess it depends on where you get them. Because I have, like, I feel like the wings that I've had recently have been, you know, like I get like a full bite of meat. My mouth is smaller. I like the small enough when the drum is small enough that you can just one bite it. Well, you can do that with a flat too. Yeah. Um, I just don't think I get as much off of it. Yeah, some people are better at it than others. Oh, so the competency thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the whole part of the 
the flats where like you take off the one side and you like can pull out the one bone. Yeah. And then you can eat it just like a normal thing. And I think it just doesn't take very long and whatever, but I do think it tastes better. I personally like mine, my chicken wings breaded. Yeah. And fried. I'd love that, but I love like the crispy skins and stuff. And I feel like you get a better skin on the flat. We're also different in terms of what kind of sauce we like yeah. on wings. Um, I usually like something tangier and not spicier. Like I'm a big fan of, uh, I would like the like garlic based sauces mm-hmm. and like soy based sauces. I like those. Uh, and mustard based sauces, but you like yours spicier than I do. I wouldn't say I like them spicier than you do. Well, spicier than I do doesn't mean spicy. <laughs> spicy. No, I know, I... but like, yeah, I like I love a good sweet barbecue sauce. I yeah. love a good yeah, like I like that too. Um, I usually like the garlic parmesan. My issue with garlic parmesan sauce though is, oftentimes it's like left in a puddle of like the, like grease yeah. type of thing, and I don't like that. Yeah, we went like to- if they would make them crispier, garlic parmesan. Like if they would be crispier with that sauce, I would like them. But like they, they like let them sit in a vat of butter, basically. Yeah, we went to a place near us that the wings were not very good. We were very excited about it because it had great reviews. You know what's wild? Yeah, is I thought we both agreed that we liked them, and I was going to ask to go there after this. I thought I thought there were there were like two different because we got a bunch of different flavors. Mm-hmm. There were like two or three flavors that were like this, isn't it? No, we. I thought we only didn't like the one. It was a dry rub because they used mostly salt. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm remembering this completely incorrectly. But I usually it like... It was your other girlfriend, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I, it's the place I'm absolutely... Stop with this other girlfriend stuff. I don't like dry rub barbecue. Like when it comes to brisket and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not... The Texas style barbecue is not my thing. I very much prefer like the sweet sauce, the yeah, Memphis, we love a saucy, Kansas City yeah. stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to wings, if you can do a good dry wing, to me that's so good. Like the wing itself would be moist, mm-hmm. but something where like you don't need a napkin during the bite. Yeah, I mean that that's fine too. I just think the one that we happened to get was like a salt base. Yeah, that I was just... covered in salt. Have I ever made you wings? Mm-mm. Oh. It was your other girlfriend? I, I haven't made wings in a very long time. I absolutely should. I, I make wings in a weird way. Okay. Uh, like some people think that it's very, very bizarre. But I would do this in college because people liked my wings so much. And we played poker a lot in college. And what I would do would be I would basically sell the extra wings. Like I would make twice as many wings as I needed. And while we were playing poker, it's real easy for someone to like, oh, here's a chip. Give me a wing. And so I would basically play poker for free because I would make wings and then I would sell them off for chips. The way that I make wings, I'll do a honey mustard sauce with like a little bit of teriyaki and a little bit of soy. And I put some extra sugar in it. And then I put that sauce in a bunch of water. And then I basically boil the water out of the sauce as it like congeals on the wings. And so the soft, the wings are very, very moist and very, very flavorful. But it doesn't sound like they have a crunchy skin. No, which because is my the, favorite part of a wing, arguably. At the end, it crisps up a little bit. And now I've never tried this before. But now that we have an air fryer, yeah. After that, put them in. I the would air be fryer. curious to make them. Right after this episode, we are buying wings. <laughs> okay. I am making us. That's what so we're, we're having for dinner, dinner tonight. tonight? Okay. That's what we're having for dinner. I'm gonna make us wings. I'm gonna make them in the. So I basically do it in a pan. And I, I boil all the liquid out until the sauce is really sticking to everything. And then, and I'm sure there's like a cooking name for that. I don't know what that process is. Um, but I, it would be really interesting to then take that and then stick in the air fryer. I think that would be real tasty. Um, who is doing the dishes after this? I'll do them. Okay. I'm going to cook I'm for you board. and do the dishes. And if you don't like these wings, how about this? If you don't like the wings, you have to do the dishes. Absolutely not. Why would I have a terrible meal and have to do more work? Yeah, then you have to suffer. Okay, if you do like the wings, can you do the dishes? No. Then? No? All right. Either way, I'm I'm making the wings. I am cooking the wings. I'm doing the dishes. But I want to do that anyway to see if you'll like. I'm, I'm curious if you'll like the way that I make wings. That means we can't go to a restaurant after this and just have wings. Only if you really like it. Because if we 
Like, we've had that happen where, like, now I make fries that I like better mm -hmm. than restaurant fries. Like, we figured out the air fryer. It took a couple times. Yeah. But I figured out now, like, I have, like, a spice mix that I like using, and I enjoy those fries more than I enjoy most restaurant fries. Well, yeah, plus, like, we'll do the we'll do the bacon and cheese with it, too. Oh, yeah, sometimes, like, make, make them into... I mean, it's not it's not poutine, <laughs> but like which I don't like. Yeah, Sorry. very Americanized poutine. I love. I freaking love poutine. I don't like Americanized. I don't like it from Canada. Yeah. Wherever you get your poutine, I hate it. I'm so sorry. I, well, that is another thing we could discuss on a future episode. I also don't like any types of gravy, so that's a different issue. Yeah. Okay. That's not, it's the gravy and the, probably. Yeah. Would you like poutine if hold the gravy, just the cheese curds and like the other stuff that you can get with it? You know how like we'll make pasta and chicken mm -hmm. and I will put my chicken on a separate plate? Yeah. I think I would just prefer to eat all of it separate. Like I would eat oh. the cheese curds on their own. I would eat. Yeah, I love it. I love it all together. And this is another thing that I don't know how much I want to get into this, but I'm a big fan of refried fries where like if you yeah. have leftover fries, just cooking them up and making them into like a hash later, that stuff is good too. Yeah, but, but you, you really like, like leftovers. I don't really like leftovers. Yeah, that is definitely a debate that we should do in future episodes. Um, either way, I'm a drum person. You're a flat person. And people are very passionate about these opinions. Yeah. Like, I, I'll eat a drum. No mm -hmm. problem. But I definitely would prefer to eat flats. Oh, I'll eat a flat also. And I've, you know, I've gone out with friends and, like, split some wings where everyone is a drum person. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but, like, splitting them with you is great. Yeah. Because I can just, I can just have all the drums. You can have all the flats. And then we're both happy. That's the secret to a good relationship, <laughs> folks. Find someone that likes flats and someone who likes drums, that's a good couple. Unless one of you is a vegan, then this advice makes no sense. <laughs> All right, judged? Judged. All right, let's do a story. Story time. Story time, story time, story time, story time, story time. This was a submission from the group, and uh, Tesha Whitman submitted it, and it was a tweet from someone named Tara Sloan. Okay. This would be a debate if we didn't both absolutely agree on this. Okay. So the tweet is, he stores cups and glasses upside down. I store them right side up. Neither of us will budge. Who is right and why is it me? I'm sorry, whoever this Tara Sloan person is, but it is not you. <laughs> you are absolutely wrong. You store the glasses face down. Yes. Yeah. And it, I agree with that. And yet you and I still don't always do it. Yeah. With our like water glasses. They're always stored upside down. Yeah. With the, with the mugs, I think we use them so often mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Because, I mean, those are, except when we're, like, away for a couple of days, those mugs are being used. We typically will use two to three of them a day, and we'll cycle through them. But the glasses, like, you, you, put, them, you put them upside down. Well, and if you look at, like, a bar cart, like yeah. we have one over there, it stores the wine glasses upside down. Absolutely true. That's a great point. Yeah. It hangs them. Yeah. Because that's just more sanitary. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who will say, like, oh, but then you're putting the part you drink out of on the shelf. What if the shelf is dirty? Well, clean your damn shelves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's an easy solution. Make sure it be like, well, what if I put it upside down in the garbage? Be like, well, then you're going to be eating garbage. But if you do it right side up, those get dusty. Yeah. Now, if you're running out of room in your cupboard, mm -hmm. you alternate. Ooh. If I'm running out of room, I would stack. If they're glasses that stack. Well, yeah, but you can still alternate them. But Yeah, that's true. Either way. If you really press for space. But either way, yeah, storing upside down makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I, and, and that's something that, like, as a kid, I was like, glass gets drink right side up, therefore shelf right side up. I also think, like, when you stack them, like, in a cupboard, mm -hmm. they're easier to get out if they're upside down. Like, if you have, like, plastic cups. Yeah. Like, you... If they're... Why, why would they be easier to get out? Because... The part that's like going up is like usually a skinnier base. Oh yeah, like if it's a flared cup. Yeah, so then you don't have to like, it's a minute detail. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Now at home we have open shelves, which I've never had before, and this is something that the previous owner put in. Um, so we have to stack our stuff fairly neatly mm -hmm. because of that, because it's just seen. Yeah. By the two or three guests we have a year. You know? <laughs> we do not have people over very much. We are not. Every time I see a show on HGTV where they're like, well, we love to entertain. I'm like, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, and I don't mind when people come up, 
Well, I do mind. I don't like yeah. people in my space. Yeah, it depends on it depends on the people for yeah. sure. I very much like having friends over who you know who I like spending time with and but, respect my space and yes, but yeah. So we have to keep our stuff fairly neat, and I also think that like glasses face down just look more like that's how bars keep them. Yeah, you know that's how they're kept at bars and restaurants, and so why do why do you think you know better than them? Yeah, this, uh, she took some heat for this tweet. Yeah. There was, because I understand the idea of like, oh, I have a preference and he has a preference. But saying you are absolutely right on something that the majority of people disagree with is a bold move. I think the majority of people put a face down. It's a bold move that I regularly take. You regularly (laughs) take it on stuff that at least a lot of people agree with. Like this is one where I think... The majority of people are put the glasses face down or I don't care either way. What do you think our biggest response has been? The pizza one? Yeah, the pizza on the counter one. People were very, very passionate about if pizza's on the counter or the fridge. And I know we talked about this on the show before, but the amount of people who are like, put it in the fridge. I'm like, cool, agree with me. And they're like, because if you put it on the counter for more than 20 minutes, you'll die. I'm like, okay, I did. that's Not where you I lost said, me. Yeah. Yeah, you are not you are not on the same team right now. Your your reasoning is completely arbitrary. Yeah. But like something like this, like you're wrong. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. One of these days we should do the toilet paper debate. Because people the are over very under? passionate about it. Yeah, people I'm are pretty, very passionate about it. I'm pretty it. passionate about it, but like like I'll change it on somebody else's house. <laughs> I used to not care. And I, I would get asked at it in the Q and A at shows sometimes, and I'd be like, Why does this stuff matter to you? And then I was at someone's house that I, I guess I just did it over naturally without thinking about it. And I was at someone's house where it was under and I like went to pull a little bit and just like doosh, the whole thing. And I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Now, now I see why this is important. I apologize. Judged. Judged. All right. This is a wild Am I the Asshole story. Okay. All right. Am I the asshole for discouraging my son from working in childcare? Ooh. What's I your get- bet? <sighs> For me, it depends on what they mean, like what they mean by it. Yeah. Because like if they're discouraging them because most people hire women as nannies or whatever, and it's like you're going to have a hard time finding work, whatever. Not the asshole. Just that's the truth. So I'm just going to take a wild take and hope that's what this is. I don't think that's what this is. Probably because I've read it already. <laughs> but also, I mean, I think there's an element to that. But also... I mean, that's true about women in engineering. And if you discourage your daughter from her interest in engineering because it might be harder to find a job as a woman engineer, like, you're being an asshole. That's like a professional career. Is this also a professional career or is this like babysitting? No, I, I mean, I think this is, I, and again, I've read it, but it's genuine interest in childcare as a career. And childcare is a career. I know that as someone who's, mm-hmm. you know, whose mother made, uh, I, I mean, and... Childcare might be the wrong word that they're using. Oh, okay. Um, but basically specializing in very young children um, when it comes to not that kind of way. Um, in that I case, didn't say it. You said it. In that case, definitely discourage your son. <laughs> but okay, away we go. My son Ryan is 16 and has just started his last year at school. We've been going around places looking at options for what he'd like to do next. Ryan is great with babies and young kids. He's a coach at a kid's martial arts club and has been hugely supportive and encouraging to them. He's dreamt about being a daddy since he was a little kid, and we all agree he'd be a fantastic dad one day. Ryan inquired about taking a childcare course. Unsurprisingly, everyone else interested were girls. He's strongly considering it, but I'm not keen and told him so. Where we are, boys slash men who work in roles like childcare or teaching younger kids are heavily looked down upon. Many people, jokingly or otherwise, accuse them of having certain interests in the children. And in some cases, parents make unfair complaints because they, quote, don't trust a man in care of their kids. Ryan has been picked on in school before. He's never been one of the tough slash macho types and is a bit of a crier and also likes to paint his nails occasionally, which the popular kids don't approve of. He can defend himself with the martial arts stuff, but I'm worried that if he says he wants to go into childcare, they'll accuse him of being into weird stuff or spread rumors about him. Also, childcare jobs don't pay very well. It's barely above minimum wage, and even a manager doesn't earn much. I want him to have a good life and future, and I don't think childcare will do that for him. His dad and I always said we didn't want Ryan being raised to, quote, 
be a man and that we let him be whatever kind of person he wanted. However, we just don't think childcare is a good option for him. Ryan is unhappy and is refusing to speak to us until we're willing to, quote, have a conversation about this. So much here. So this was written by his mother. Yeah. And boy, do the reasons go everywhere. Yeah, to me, it kind of just sounds like they want their child to make more money. It doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even sound like a man versus woman in childcare thing. I, I think the money is actually an excuse. Because I the disagree. Money, it was like the main thing in there. No, the money comes in later. The money was was the third to last paragraph of a very long post. Also, it's incorrect. There are a lot of fields that pay less than that. Um, there are plenty of ways to make a great deal of money in that field, depending on how you get there. I mean, it also depends on where they are. Because, I mean, they're not wrong that it's a low paying. Yeah, it can absolutely be low paying. But at the same time... I mean, so can what I do. Like, comedy can be low-paying. Anything in the arts can be low-paying. Yeah, and how many parents are happy when their kids become comedians? Yeah, and I think they're the assholes. <laughs> well, I guess depends. But Sometimes I, I, they're but, right. But what I'm saying, though, is, like, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's as much of a man versus woman job thing. I think it's very natural to worry about your kid being bullied. To add something to to that possibility is probably scary for a lot of parents. I think if they were to say to him, hey, these are the things that you may have to face and be very honest with him about that and leave it at that, I think that's fine. But if they're saying you really shouldn't take that course because that's very different. Educating someone as to the challenges they're going to go through is very different than going, well, society's going to look down on you and therefore you should change who you are because of what society might think of you. I think that's crap. I agree to an extent. I just think that it's very natural for a parent to not want their kid to have to go through adversity. Yes, but the thing that makes me doubt that is the amount of reasons they give. First, it is the uh, the idea that like people might bully him. And then it's the idea that he might not be able to get a job in the field because he's a guy. And then there's the idea that like, oh, but if you do get a job, it won't pay well. Like, I feel like they are coming up with every possible reason. If it was just one of those things, I would take it as a more legitimate concern. But I think that they are trying to strengthen their argument to just get him to not do it. And if he's really good with kids and that's what he loves to do. But that's like saying that any argument that has more than one reason as to why they've chosen something yeah. makes it invalid. I, I just think they're all over the place in this. Okay, the kid is very good at karate, from what this says. Like, he's, he coaches karate, so he obviously knows enough. In it, or, sorry, martial arts, not necessarily karate. Um, so, I don't think physically bullied will be the problem. So? Um, I'm just going through. Uh, so, they're saying that they're worried he'll be teased. But this is already a 16-year-old guy who paints his nails and who is going into his last year of school anyway. Like, he's, I, I just I just don't see why, like, let the kid do what the kid wants to do if what the kid wants to do isn't a bad thing. I agree with that, and I 100% believe the parents should let the kid do this. Yeah. What I am saying is I don't think their reasons are anything nefarious. Like, I think it is what it, like, it is what it is, and I think they're trying to protect their kid. Yeah, I... I see that, but I, I just think that because the way it's written, it seems to be a little all over the place. And he, well, he, and this is why I don't think, this is why I don't think that they're actually feeling this way. Yeah. If you have a 16-year-old kid who paints their nails and they identify as male mm -hmm. or a man or whatever, and you're fine with that, I don't think they're coming from a place of of some type of negative reaction here. I think it's truly just... They're concerned. They're just concerned. Yeah, I, I guess it just depends on, is he overreacting? Like, for him to not... And what they say, Ryan is unhappy and refusing to speak to us until we're willing to, quote, have a conversation about this. If that's the case, that they're unwilling to talk it through, that means they're just putting their foot down. I kind of wonder if it's not necessarily that they're not willing to talk about it. Because it kind of sounds like they're going to the internet, which again is not the place I would go. Yeah, but please keep going. Please to the keep internet. going to it the internet. It gives us content. 
Um, they're just waiting to gather more information to have that conversation. It it strikes me as a, it's this kid's already painting his nails. The next thing you know, he's you know like I, I it doesn't it doesn't no? come off that way to me. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, I mean, the point of the show is that sometimes we disagree. Yeah. This became a babate. A babate. <laughs> yeah. So I I judge them as the asshole. Um, I definitely don't judge him as the asshole. Um, now, there is an element of any 16-year-old kid, it's going to be like, my parents don't understand me. Yeah. And you shouldn't blindly support everything your children do. That is also not helpful as a parent. Your job is to give them advice and to... Challenge them and... Exactly. But I really believe that in this case, the, your role as a parent is to lay out the potential challenges and go, if you're ready for that, go for it. Because also, he's not quitting school to go into childcare. He's interested in taking a childcare course. Which, by the way, if, like, if the kid is interested in girls... Being the only guy in a class full of girls in high school is a pretty good thing to do. Um, if he's not interested in girls and he's going to be teased by the bullies who decide what is masculine and what is feminine anyway. So I... I agree with you. I think the parents should sit down, have a conversation with him, let him take this course, whatever. I agree yeah. with all that. But I don't agree with, well, he's going to be teased anyway. Let's not care. Well, okay, I'm not saying let's not care. I'm saying give him the information that he needs and be there as moral support. But the idea of really pushing him to not take this class because of all these things that might happen deep into the future, like when they're talking about how like, oh, it would be hard to get a job as a, he's taking a class at 17. He's not even 17 yet. He's 16 currently. And so he's taking a class his last year of high school. I took chemistry. I had no interest in becoming a chemist. Yeah, but you were forced to take chemistry. Yeah, that's part of your course. Yeah, I didn't want to take chemistry. But um, <laughs> I just mean that, like, they're jumping to a lot of conclusions when no, it comes I, to later in life. I agree. I just, I think their feelings are valid here. I do think that their feelings are valid. I just think that maybe they handled this incorrectly. Yeah, if their feelings are truly just concern for him. Yes, but it just strikes me that some of this concern is based in archaic views of gender roles. Like the same way that, you know, people get up in arms about like, why does this drag person feel they need to read to children? I'm like, why does anyone want to read to kids? Because they want to help the kids. Like that's, I mean, not everyone, but I just mean, why don't they have that reaction when a teacher wants to read to kids? It's, it's because some people do like to help children. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Fair. I don't like to give people benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Judged. Judged. Why does it always land on the chair? This chair is a paper magnet. Next story? Next story. This is an advice one. It's not an am I the asshole. But can I judge them anyway? Oh, we're going to. Woo! Spouse, 33 male, thinks that I'm, 33 female, too old to go out. Is that true? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I cannot think of a situation where it could possibly be true. I don't care how old you are. Go out. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. Now, I do understand that there are some people who it's a little sad where they go out. Like yeah. where they'll be in their 30s and going to college bars and yeah. stuff like that. Like that, I think that's a little ridiculous. Or they just want to stay a club kid forever. Yeah. And like at a certain point, like go be an adult. But, I guess it really depends on the club, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I just mean, like, the... Um, I had a friend who's, whose ex-wife still, like, really partying. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I have no problem with that. Party or, as long like, as you want. Well, I mean, she was excited about it because she was getting attention from, like, 22-year-old guys. And, like, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay, but, like... The partying, that's not the partying's fault. That's what she's doing in her day-to-day -day life anyway. That's, yeah. not, that's not a yeah, partying I just, thing. Yeah, I just, mean, I just mean the reason why someone's going out can play into it. But if you're yeah, going out... Yeah, but that has out, nothing to do with age. Yeah, if you're going out to be social, like, go be social. The idea that the second someone's in their 30s, they yeah. no longer 
get to have a life of their own is yeah. crazy. Okay, let's check if our assumptions are correct. Approximately once a month or every six weeks, my friends of a similar age and I go to concerts or dancing. My spouse looks after our three-year-old on those nights, and I usually return home between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. Occasionally, my mother offers to take care of my child overnight because she wants to, and I cover these expenses for my personal funds. We both work full-time and well-paying jobs. During these outings, I don't engage with men or partake in wild activities. It's my way of unwinding and enjoying some girl time slash me time. My spouse is an introvert and isn't interested in this scene despite my previous invitations. Recently, my spouse expressed concern about my outings, primarily due to frequent social media posts where my friends tag me. These posts usually consist of a, a post slash story showing the venue stage, clinking glasses, or post slash group photos. They don't depict wild dancing or excessive drinking. He mentioned that I'm friends with my colleagues on socials and what they might think, giving my higher up position within the company. He also pointed out that his parents have made comments about my nights out, which bothers me because they don't comment on his game nights, where I won't see him for hours, one to two nights per week. He said he thinks it's weird at my age to go out like I do. So my questions are, is it unusual for a 33-year-old woman who is a working professional, married, and a mother to go out occasionally? Is it fair that my spouse has his hobby one to two nights a week while I can't go out once a month? Is there a potential compromise to consider? I'm now concerned about the public perception I might be projecting. To me, this sounds like an introvert not understanding why someone would like something yes. like this. And just because they've read online, seen movies, TV shows about how this is like a younger person's game. Yeah. They're just making the assumption that this is what this person should not be doing. Yeah, this comes across from his perspective and his parents, a very, think of the children. Yeah, well, very much like, like, so you have a child and you've chosen to be outside of your home rather than holding your child. Yeah. That's what it comes, yeah. Like, what do you mean you've given birth and you're still a person? How dare you? Yeah, I think that this is, weird to say this considering the show we host, very judgmental Yeah. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the parents' part. And I think that is probably influencing the husband. Um, I absolutely agree with you that his his being an introvert will color his thinking on this. But also, 33, like, it doesn't sound like she's going to places that are like, spring break! Yeah. It sounds like she's going to a concert. Even if she was, like, well, you, you mentioned the college bar thing. Yeah. For the most part, I agree. What I would disagree with, though, is if a group of five 30-year-old women yeah. in their 30s or 40s go together to a bar on a college campus and it's clubby or whatever. Or like a co in a college neighborhood. You yeah. Mean. Or... Not like a campus bar. I don't understand what you mean by that. Because like Ohio State University is like a sprawling Oh yeah, Ohio area. State University is half of Columbus. I mean one that's like, there are some colleges that have like an on-campus bar no, that is for no, no, students. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, that's usually in like a campus building. Yeah. I just mean what is typically considered a college bar. Yeah. Um, if like the group of them are going out together and they're not like trying to be one of the kids, yeah. that's where I find it sad. Yeah. I don't find it sad to go out wherever you want, at whatever age you want, doing whatever you want. Because you're an adult who can make those decisions. Yeah, I think it's sad if you're going to a college bar because you want to interact with the college students. Right. That, to me, is sad. When, like, once you're an adult, be be an adult in the way of, like, be willing to talk to other adults. Mm -hmm. um, the And when I say a college bar, I don't mean one that some college students go to. I mean one that is, there are college bars. Yeah. And then there are bars in college neighborhoods. There's a difference. Yeah. I don't really go out anymore, yeah. but I love going out. Yeah. I love going to a club. I love going to a bar. I love all of it. My face doesn't usually say that I love it, though, unless <laughs> I'm trashed. So So it looks like you're having a bad time? I, well, I've had like people come up to like some of my friends that I'm with and ask yeah. like what I'm mad about and like whatever. And usually it's because... People I don't know are coming up and talking to me. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm in a bar scene and I'm in a club scene where that's like what you do. Yeah. But I don't, I love going to a club and like no one besides my friends talking to me. Oh, that's the best. I don't like going to a, a place where no one can hear each other because you have to shout. Um, I do enjoy though, like going to a place that has like a fun atmosphere. Um, I used to go out and dance all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I think I would still like to do as long as it's a place where 
The problem is that a lot of guys in those places are real shitheads. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember going to, and this was, you know, early 20s. And I remember just because I am a larger guy, my job was just protect the women from getting assaulted. <laughs> like, that's what I just had to do all night. Where there was once where there was a, like, friend of mine who, you know, we had hooked up once and so we were kind of flirty. And we're at, you know, God, I had to be like 23 years old, I think. And we were at a culture club in New York. I don't know. I doubt it still exists. It was like an 80s club. And it's, it's a really fun place where people would like dance to 80s music and a lot of people would wear over-the-top costumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. And there are these like bleachers on the side. They're supposed to look like high school bleachers. And we're sitting on the bleachers and she is leaning up against my lap. And I know, how dare I? <laughs> and another guy comes over and this guy, maybe two buttons done on his shirt <laughs> and just chest hair coming out like it was stalks of broccoli. <laughs> and he comes over, grabs her by the wrist and pulls her to dance with him. And like, she looks back at me like, help me. And so I get up and I walk over to her. And at this point, it's like, you don't even have to be clever and make up a story. Like I went over and I just go, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. Come back and sit with me, like at the guy basically. And so she immediately like kind of, you know, runs away. And the guy looks at me and goes, come on. And I was like, come on. Like you were assaulting this woman. Yeah. Like you physically grabbed her. She clearly had no interest in you. And so that is part of what stops me from going out because I just don't want to deal with that guy a million times. My thing is, and I don't mean this the way it's going to sound, I will explain. If you're going out yeah. to a club where that's kind of the thing, um, you do kind of have to be mentally prepared to be assaulted or groped. Oof. And I know that sounds bad. Yeah. But what I mean by that is like, if that's something that you seriously struggle with, don't go to a club. Yeah, because there will be a horrific person at a club. Yeah, and oftentimes you get, you know, like groped and you have no idea who did it. I doubt they know who they're groping. They just, because you, depending on the club you're at, what the dance scene is like, whatever. There are people who are just like rubbing against you're anyone just, who can. Yeah, you're just mashed together, yeah. which can be very fun and can also be very annoying. Yeah. And so. And very scary too. Yeah, it just depends on what you're, what you kind yeah. of scene you're interested in whatever but if you're going to like a club club and if you're not mentally prepared to be groped like don't go and i know that yeah. sounds horrible and i and that's i'm not trying to victim blame i'm not trying whatever no but we live in a world with monsters and we yeah. have to be honest about that fact yeah it usually happens i mean for me it's only ever happened like once or twice a night yeah it's not usually like my entire experience the other thing about being a big guy is that other guys want to fight you. <laughs> it is, I'm not big enough to be like the, like the trophy of the fight. Like there are definitely guys who are like, if I'm not going to get laid, I'm going to find the biggest guy in the room and beat him up to show that I'm a man. Like there are people <laughs> like that. But being, I'm big enough to get a decent amount of that. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember uh, I did a show in this club in Atlanta, a comedy club in Atlanta that has an adjoining bar. And so after the show, me and the other comics are hanging out and some of the women who are at the show come over and start asking us questions about comedy. And, you know, we're just sitting talking and this guy comes over and this was like, I, I didn't know that they drove into Atlanta until the guy came over mm -hmm. and I was like, this is rural Georgia. <laughs> this guy is the spokesman for rural Georgia. He comes over and he just goes, want a cigarette? Like really aggressive. And I just go, no thanks. And he goes, well, you have a better chance with it. And I was like, what? And then I realized like this was his big fight line. Like he, he burned me by, I mean, I guess he wanted to burn me with his actual <laughs> cigarette. But like the idea of him saying like, you don't have a chance with my girl. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not hitting on her. She's literally asking me questions about comedy. Yeah. I'm the guy you just paid $25 to see. Do you remember 20 minutes ago? Yeah. When you paid money to see me? And... Like he, and he like wanted to fight me and it was just so ridiculous where I just had to be like, I, and usually I'll deescalate. And in that, I was just so annoyed by him that, and I also just wanted better for her. 
Yeah. I turn to her and I just go, hey, your boyfriend is very insecure, so I can't keep talking to you. Um, so I'm going to go now. And I'm just like... To be fair, I also want to fight Steve on the regular, so. It's true. (laughs) It is not true. Um, And and so, like, that's an element of it for me. I mean, we're way off topic now. Mm -hmm. But the idea that these are all personal choices of level of comfort. Yeah. I could be uncomfortable in a, you know, in, like, a pickup scene uh, at a gay bar because I don't want to be hit on. Yeah. Like, I could be, and, and that's something that women have to deal with all the time, at any bar, even at gay bars, women get hit on by the three straight men that are there. Right. And it's like by the by the couple of straight men that go there because there aren't other straight men there. Um, and so like th- th- that is something that women have to deal with. But the idea that like you can't have a, a girl's night out because you have a child, that's gross. Would, it, would there be the same reaction if she was going like wine tasting? Yeah. Would it be the same reaction if she was having her own game night? 100%. Would it be would it be the same reaction if like she was going thrifting? Like what is the level of discomfort here and why is it uncomfortable? Yeah, if you are okay leaving your wife with your kid for hours at a time because you're gaming. What's the difference? Yeah. Like if she is handling herself responsibly, if she is keeping in touch, if she is doing the things that you need to do to be compassionate for your partner, let her do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Judged. Judged. And I guess it was an advice thing. So I would say, draw your line in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my advice. Like, ask him, ask him if you can go gaming until four in the morning. And see yeah. if he's okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I would come back and be like, my parents think it's real weird that you like get, get together with your friends for several hours and like leave your baby at home. Like, why do you think that's okay? Yeah, why do you think it's okay to call yourself a paladin? <laughs> like, there's a million other things that it's because it makes you happy. That's why it's okay. Yeah. All right. Am I the asshole for forgetting my phone and paying back money late? paying back money late so they're like probably paying a person not like a yeah credit card and by guessing i mean i've read this one already and yes that is the case oh um no if that's literally all of the information that there is to know yeah if things happen i don't understand the concept of someone who can forget their phone but <laughs> that's just because i'm obsessed all right ready yep away we go i borrowed some money off my sister a few weeks back Parentheses, it was an emergency, around 100 bucks. I said I would return it first thing on the morning I got paid. I got paid, and it completely slipped my mind to repay her. Popped out to do some shopping and remembered I had to pay her. I'd forgotten my phone, so I couldn't bank transfer until I was home. I returned home after a couple of hours to a barrage of abuse from her partner, missed calls, texts, and WhatsApps. Uh, they aren't short of money, but that's not the point. I paid her immediately in full as soon as I was home. But I can't help feeling shitty. I made a mistake. I've never borrowed money from her before, and I certainly won't again. Didn't expect that from people I thought were nice. Oh, not the asshole. Absolutely As, as long not as the this asshole. is true, the full story. Yeah, yes. not the asshole. Absolutely not the asshole. If someone, if someone, like, she didn't say, like, if the sister said, I need it back that day because I have to pay it to someone else, and you need to give it to them by a deadline, you have to adhere to that deadline. If the deadline is just because I'll pay you back as soon as I get paid... And it's a few hours later. Like, that is totally fine. Yeah. I understand being afraid that someone who owes you money won't pay you back. It's like missing persons. It's got to be at least 48 hours. <laughs> well, and, like, you give them a chance to explain, too. Yeah. If you are uncomfortable with the idea that your money might be a few hours late from when they said they would give it to you. Yeah. Don't give out money. Don't, this, bar- don't, don't let them borrow money. This is someone practicing to be a loan shark. <laughs> like this is someone where's my money now I'm you a, owe me 200 i'm gonna break both your legs <laughs> this is yeah you absolutely i think a lot of the stuff that we've been reading on the show is people jumping to conclusions and not giving someone a chance to explain yeah and i think that a lot of relationships and when i say relationships i mean anything from friendships to marriage or to co-workers could be parent yeah parent children could be better if you simply ask a question instead of assuming. 
you know, hey, I thought you were going to pay that money back this morning. What's going on? I, I mean, even that I think is over the top. It's a little bit, yeah. For a couple hours later. I think you give them to the next day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you don't hear from them that day, um, and you could even do the whole like, you know, hey, how is everything? To, you know, and, and if you hear back from from something else, then it's like, okay, you clearly have your phone. Why aren't you paying me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. There are so many reasonable things. People get paid late at work. Like that happens too. Mm-hmm. There are so many reasonable things. The check could take a second to clear. I once had a I once had a bank issue where I literally had no idea how much money I had in my account because there was an accident where my balance said like I deposited a check for five hundred dollars and it came back and said it was over twenty thousand dollars, and I was like, "This is amazing," but also no way. Yeah, I got to be real careful right now. <laughs> so and of course, you know what they end up doing is they go, "Oh, it's our mistake." They take the entire thing out. And then a couple days later, they put the $500 back in. Now, that's not common, but it happens. I've seen it firsthand. And so there are so many reasons, especially with technology, even forgetting your phone, battery dying. It also could just slip your mind and then be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do owe you a couple bucks. Let me me pay you back. Oh, I meant to tell you that you owe me $300. Oh, that's a very good point. Um, Could I pay it to you after you give me the 305 that you owe me? No. Oh, damn. This didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is people being completely unreasonable. And also, to torch your relationship over $100 being a couple hours late, Yeah, that's wild to me. Never lend someone money unless you're willing to not get that money back. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, a mutual friend of ours, Bowers, has, has a theory of Lend any friend who asks 50 bucks because it's so worth 50 bucks to find out if that person is your friend, (laughs) which I think is great. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that like, yeah, if that person turns out to not want to pay you back and, you know, finding dumb excuses, oh, 50 bucks is a bargain to find that out. 100%. I would pay that to find that out about anyone. Like to to find out that, I mean, of, of the people who I trust. Yeah. Like to find out if it turns out they're a weasel. Yeah, I I would love to know if they're a weasel for 50 bucks, especially because over the life of a friendship, you often spend more than that on somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you go get somebody to eat, you go to a ball game, you go to a show, you get them a a birthday gift. And I'm fortunate to be in this position. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever loaned $50. I've given $50. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever been like, give it back. I have loaned $50 with the understanding that if it comes back, it does. And if it doesn't, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you. <laughs> um, well, I just mean like if we're out to lunch and a friend forgets their card or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, I'll just pay for it. Like. Oh, the amount of times someone has said to me like, oh, I'll get it. You got me last time. I'm like, I did. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Free lunch. <laughs> like I didn't, because I don't think about it that way. I agree, yeah. Um, And I understand that, like, we are privileged to be in the place where we're not, you know, counting every penny. Um, Well, we're not now. We have been there. Yeah, I've been there before. I was in, um, you know, the worst amount of debt I was in was $68,000. So that's a a good amount to, you know, count pennies. But even then, I would still, all the time with comics who open for me, I would, like, spot the money from a gig and just... Hope that they would pay me back at some point. Yeah. And those that did are still my friends, you know? And those that refused, oh, I had a weird situation Well, there, that's once. a difference between refusing and just, like, forgetting about it or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Forgetting happens. I had a crazy situation once where um, I was uh, asked to speak to, like, a comedy class. Okay. And I talked to them about, you know, creating your own work and... Uh, you know, if you apply to a comedy club, well, there's a thousand other comedians applying for that same gig. But if you can figure out what is unique about you and apply to those organizations for a show, you've got less competition. Yeah. So I spoke about that. And one of the uh, comedians uh, came over to me afterward and asked me about it and asked me like, well, how do I, how do you get the information for these organizations? And I go, oh, well, you can hire a data entry person. 
And he was like, he was uh, part Indian. And so he goes, well, I would love to try to get Indian organizations to hire me. You know, would, do you have data entry people you could recommend? And I go, well, the data entry guy that works for me, works for me. But I'll tell you what, I pay him this amount an hour. Um, this will probably only take, you know, I don't know, a week of work. And so I go, why don't I see if he has some free time? You know, pay him a dollar over that in order to, you know, a dollar an hour over that in order to work for you. And it'll be good for him. He'll get some extra work and you'll get the information. He goes, great. So I go, okay, no problem. And so I ask him, he's down to do it. He compiles this list of Indian organizations around the country. And I email the guy back and I go, hey, the list is ready. It's like $420 or whatever it was. And he goes, I never asked you to do this. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I never asked for this. And I was like, what do you, you think I just did this on my own? You think I just was like, this guy's part Indian. Yeah. I bet I could get him to pay for it. I was like, you don't remember any of that conversation? This was a week ago. Yeah. Like, you don't remember any of this? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, fine then. I just will give this list to every other Indian comic. And so I looked up like every Indian comic I knew and some that I didn't. And I just emailed them this spreadsheet. And I was like, hey, here you go. Someone paid me to do this and then decided not to pay for it. Or someone hired me to do this and decided not to pay for it. And, you know, because I'm not going to not pay the guy who right. created it. And so uh, I thought, okay, that was the end of it. Yeah, I lost a little bit of the money, but at least it was funny yeah. at the end. No, it's like six years later. And he sees me at a comedy club and walks up and hands me a check. And he's like, oh, you know, thanks for that list. I was like, what? And he doesn't address like, hey, I, I was in the wrong. I, like, he just gave me the money like years later. But did he have, but you never gave him the list. No, he's an insane person. He's a truly insane person. Um, but I, I guess he didn't want me as That's an enemy. wild. Yeah. Um, and that was one where I'm like, hey, thanks so much for the money. I still hate you. Like, yeah. this does not make it better. This just makes it funnier. Like so annoying. Yeah. Maybe I'll use this money to work with any other comedian except for you. You are not the asshole. Your sister and her partner is. Judged. Judged. All right, I have a question. Tell me. What is the most amount of money you've borrowed from someone? The bank for my house that I bought. <laughs> I mean a, an individual human that was in your life. My student loans. Um Yeah. You're just not a money borrower. I don't want to say that I've never borrowed money. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I think I've just always been in a position where I've never really had to borrow money. Like, there's probably times where I've left my credit card at home, I've paid somebody back, whatever. Yeah. But it's, unless it was something, maybe I borrowed money from my parents, I still don't think so. Yeah. Now, I was raised in a very different way than you were. Yeah. In that, like, when I would want to go to, like, the discount movie theater with my friends to, like, a matinee that was you know, $3 of some movie that had been out of the, the other theaters for like months. And I would be like 50 cents short. My mother would be like, here's 50 cents and write it down and I would have to pay her back. Now that, you, hold on, hold on. Okay. Why do you think we were raised very differently in that? Um, your parents never just like spotted you money for an activity? I don't want to say never. But, like, once I was old enough to, like, go to movies with my friends. Yeah. I remember doing yard work to be able to get that money. So if you were 50 cents short on something, your parents would be like, you're paying this back? I mean, I don't know that I was ever 50 cents short on something. Okay, fair. But it was usually I had to do something for the money. All right. Uh, my apologies for that assumption then. I, yeah, I because I always thought that that was very bizarre of my parents. Like, on one hand, okay, teaches me the value of money. On the other hand, like, if your kid's going to the movies and can't afford to take, like, 50 cents, I mean, come on. And I, and, and maybe, maybe it would have been, but it was never, it was never 50 cents. It was usually, like, $10 or whatever. Yeah. And while my parents absolutely could have given me $10. Yeah. I don't, and it's not even that. Like, like my parents have given me money before, so I guess yeah. maybe slightly different. But, like, it's usually just, a, like, a, a because thing. Yeah. Like, my dad would put gas in my car. 
Yeah. Actually, I have that funny story about I don't <laughs> I don't um pay attention to detail uh, on things in my own life. Yeah. So like in my work and whatever, fairly fairly yeah. decent at that, but like in my own stuff, I don't recognize anything, and so um my gas tank was about three quarters of the way full for about two months. And I just never got gas because I paid for my own gas. Yeah. I just never got gas and I just thought I wasn't driving that much. And my dad was just every day putting a little bit of gas in my car. He was, that's not what gaslighting is supposed to be. <laughs> he was gas giving you. Yeah. Or like, you know, he's put $20 in my purse before. Yeah. And also, I want to make it clear that I wasn't saying, like, you were spoiled. I was saying that, like, my mother took the idea, uh, and not just my mother, my father as well. My parents took the idea of fiscal responsibility to the nth degree. Yeah. Like, I understand you give your kid 10 bucks and you want your kid to learn the value of money. You make sure they pay that back. But, like, change? Like, that That to me was a yeah. little ridiculous. Um, but the most I ever borrowed from someone was $10,000. Really? Yeah, I borrowed $10,000 because comedy can be very seasonal, especially when you're a college act, which I was for a long time. And every now and then, a college would just take months to pay. It got to the point where I worked in a late fee into my contract because I was so tired. There was this one school that took over a year to pay me. Oh, my goodness. And it was tough because at first, they didn't pay because the person who arranged for the event... Um, was uh, was not at work due to a miscarriage. And I was like, okay, take the time you need. Totally get that. That time is not a year. No. Someone else is doing that job. After a month, at least yeah. after three months, someone else is doing that job. The idea that no one who worked at the university got paid for right. a year is just simply not true. And it was so tough because I had to be like, hey, I kind of need to eat. <laughs> And so uh, there, there was a time where I knew that I had a bunch of gigs coming up and I had a bunch of bills coming up. And rather than incur 500 to to $1,000 in late fees and penalties and things like that, you know, I asked my ex if she would be willing to loan me 10 grand. And this was when we were still together. This was not, she was not my ex at the time. <laughs> Yeah, it was That's actually funny. it was actually pretty early in us dating. And she showed a lot of trust in me yeah. by loaning me the money. And, uh, you know, I paid her back immediately, but uh, that was definitely a risk on her part and one I very much appreciated and one that saved me a, a lot of money in, in penalties that I wouldn't have been able right. to afford at that time. Um, I think the most I've loaned someone is probably a couple grand. Like there have been times yeah. where comedians that I'm performing with, um, I'll spot them the all the pay in advance and just because I know that they've got bills coming up and... I'm just like, yeah, I'll just deduct it as we go. And uh, it's, you know, that's always fine. But there was there was someone I was working with who just didn't pay anything back for a while. It took him years. And because eventually, like, the work that we were doing fizzled out and he hadn't worked enough to pay it back. And he owed me almost $1,000 for, like, three years. And that was frustrating because I was like, come on. Yeah. You know, I don't want to pester, but like, come on. I don't know how what the most amount of money I've like loaned out to somebody. Like, probably an ex, very similar situation where they just like all of their bills happened at one time. Yeah. And, you know, but I don't know. I just like don't keep track of those things. It's It would be very easy to take money from me. Like, like... There is there is a decent possibility that people owe me money that I don't even remember. Yeah. Because of all like the weird cash flow, I started ha keeping like a spreadsheet of of like not just what gigs were paying but when I got paid. Yeah. Because the you know the amount of times that I've had to chase a gig down, it's so frustrating. Like Rodney, well, then you don't want to work there again. Yeah. Absolutely. Rodney Dangerfield used to demand he was paid in cash before he went on stage and he did that when it when he was getting like 20 grand ahead of a gig. And this is, you know, when 20 grand could buy a house. Yeah. And uh, there was once where he delayed the show a couple hours because the promoter thought he was kidding. And he was like, no, go get the money. Go find a way. Get the money. That's funny. Yeah. And he had just been burned too many times. So. 
wild. Yeah. Now I'm not, I, I don't go that far, but it is funny. A lot of bookers will be like, you know, is, is check okay? Or do you prefer cash the night of? And I always prefer check because I don't want to walk around with that much cash. There have been a couple of bookers where I've like looked around and been like, cash, cash please. Cash, because you're not going to have that cash tomorrow. <laughs> you're absolutely buying cocaine with this money right <laughs> after this if I don't take it right now. Yeah. Besides something uh, outrageous like going out and doing cocaine. Yeah. Is there an activity that you would be uncomfortable with me going out and doing? Ooh. Like, you know, we were talking about like the clubbing and stuff. Yeah. I think part of it would depend on how excited you were to do it. <laughs> so if I really loved something, you'd be like, ugh. No. No more doing that. No. I mean, like, if, if you had a friend that was getting married and wanted to do a bachelorette party at uh, a seedy male strip club. Okay. You want to be there for your friend? That's fine. But if you were like, yes, I would be like, I don't like this. I've never been to a strip club. Yeah. I, I think have, we should definitely go to a strip club. Yeah. There I've been to I've been to I've been to a strip club probably about ten times. Most of the time has been because and this is gonna be weird to say, I worked there. Uh some strip clubs have comedy shows. And so uh there was a comedy club in Milwaukee that was basically a, a front to launder money from the strip club. Okay. Where the strip club was upstairs and the comedy club was just using the basement space. Yeah. Oh, and then I've gone to uh, a sarcastic strip club. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta. But that doesn't really count. Because that's like, that's a strip club where most of the dancers are in their 60s. And so, like, that's not really So the back same to my thing. question. Yeah, okay, sorry. Not about you. I was just trying to figure out why. Here's my question for you that's not about you. <laughs> um, um, so, like. I think something really dangerous. Okay. I would be concerned about. Like, if you suddenly decided to get into hang gliding, <laughs> I would be a little worried about that. Um, but for the most part, I think the key is communication. And there are some things that if you wanted to do, I would be like, just please keep in, in touch. Um, I dated someone who, you know, some guy she met at a party was a photographer and wanted to do like a racy photo shoot with her. And I was like, I don't want you to do this. And she's like, why? It could be good for my career. I'm like, no, no, this Not is... With, no, go to, a, to go to somebody else. If you want to do that photo shoot, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go to somebody else. But the idea of a guy approaches you at a party and been like, oh, here are the... Let me shoot you for free. Yeah. Here are the other women I've convinced to do this. So he has a portfolio. Yeah. Like, that's kind of sketchy. Um, I, I think that there are things that could potentially put you in harm's way. Um, I would be concerned about... Uh, I wonder if there'd be anything where, like, I would be worried about public opinion of me. Oh, uh, if you wanted to go to, like, a Trump rally, I would be like, absolutely <laughs> not. Unless you were going there to troll people. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Plus, we are kind of, when you're home, we're kind of attached at the hip. Yeah. And so, like, I think if I was going out, you would just go with me, probably. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely things that I understand if you wanted a night with your friends or stuff like yeah. that. But... Um, or if it was a work thing. My friends also like you, so. Oh, that's nice. Hello, Savannah's friends. I just, yeah, I find it, I find it interesting, like the whole concept of like, I don't want you going out and doing this. Yeah. Um. What would would there be something for me? I mean, I wouldn't want you to be a regular at a strip club. I think that yeah. has deeper issues to it. Yeah, like if you they, know, if they know my usual. Yeah, possibly gambling. Um, I mean, like I, consistently, cause I like, I like going to the casino. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's a perfectly fun night. I was like, I work at casinos and I gamble all the time, but like, but it's like when I'm there, I put 20 bucks into a wheel of right. fortune machine. You it's and I not, are the same at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think high stakes gambling, I would have a problem with. Yeah. If it was like a regular thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, I know you said like, aside from doing cocaine, I would also like to add meth to that list. <laughs> I would not want you to go out and do meth. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that for the most part, it's just, you know, don't do anything too dangerous and keep in contact. Yeah, your big thing is contact. Yeah, just so that I know. Yeah. Judged. Judged. All right. What do you have to tell these lovely people? You are not only beautiful, but also pretty. Nice.
For me, if you live in the Columbus, Ohio area or have interest in traveling to the Columbus, Ohio area, November 6th and 7th, I'm recording my new comedy special. It is called Me, Myself, and Id, and I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, it is at the Columbus Funny Bone. Grab tickets on my website. One of the shows is already almost sold out, uh, so don't wait too long. And then uh, come see me wherever else. Go to stevehoffsetter.com and keep, uh, keep buying the book. It's called Grape Expectations. There's a link on my website. You can also find it at most major booksellers. I need to like put together a show so I have something to promote on this. Yeah, you can promote stuff. Don't bother me while I'm working my regular job. Yeah, that's true. That's the, what I wouldn't like to promote. Well, you can promote this show. Please well, watch us. Yes. And give us reviews. Five stars only. Uh, unless it's out of ten, then please ten stars. Do they have ten star reviews anywhere? I don't think so. I don't know where. Uh, but that said, go to judgytwoshoes.com uh, where you can review us right on Apple Podcasts there or Spotify or YouTube or any of the other places that the show appears and share it with your friends. Play it for people on long car trips so they have no choice but to listen. And, uh, and keep posting to our groups. Judged. Judged. Awkward goodbye. This is the part. Do we have theme music? Can we play the theme music while theme I do this? Theme music. Theme, theme music. music. Theme. Okay. Did you find it?